Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, this is part two of our lovely chat with Joseph Salva. It's World Record Store Day very soon, so we're talking about your records. Funny stories about your first ever records you bought. If you haven't heard part one, go back to the feed. Call me old-fashioned, but I like to listen to things in order. Should we look at some of this World Record Store Day stuff? Um, let's, let's go. Let's do it. So we were asking everybody what their first record they ever bought was. Joseph, what was yours? I have been asked this question before, and I do not remember. But... I know that I won the J-Lo album that had Play on it. Fuck in, that song. I think it was Grace, but, you know, Play, can't do play outside. Yeah. Um, so good. Christina Milian wrote it. Did she? Um, She's written yeah. so many amazing songs. She, she was, and she was, she was so young as well. She must have been so young when she wrote that song. Wasn't she like, yeah, 17 when she did that first album? Has to have been, yeah. Has to have been a, has to Do you been remember the video? The video for play? Yeah. Or, 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 no, actually, I don't. Oh, my God. So J-Lo had this gold outfit, gold afro, and she was on a spaceship, and it was just what a record. Incredible. Incredible. Um, and I did this, I filled out, a, I did a survey in, um, it was Grace Brothers, it's now Myers. It's a... Oh, it's department a, store. Department store, exactly, yeah. Um when department stores used to have these amazing media sections because yes. people still bought like, media, <laughs> um, physical media. So it was just, and there was a guy standing there. And um, I think my answers to his survey were, did not please him because I remember he just, like, he couldn't wait to get rid of me when I, when I got there. And then I made this big deal it was between <laughs> J-Lo and some, another artist. I can't remember who the other album was, but that's the first album I remember sort of having, like t- choosing to take. Yes. Um, but I grew up like my first records were just my parents' record collection, which is like um, Bruce Springsteen, Nina Simone, Billie Holiday, oh, wow. Eurythmics, wow. Blondie, <laughs> and then Je- Je- Jethro Tull. These are like the big ones that I remember. Yes, God. Also, also around the same time as JLo, there was, um, and I don't know if I bought these or if they were given to me or what. It was all roughly around the same time. It might have been actually before the JLo one, but that's the one that sticks in my mind. Spice Girls, Spice Up Your Life. Oh, uh, yeah. Aqua. Aqua. Remember that? Aqua Bobby, Bobby Girl, Girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that record, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, come in. Yeah, I <laughs> fucking hated that album. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I loved it. Really? It was right up my alley at the time. Yeah, I choreographed dances to it and everything. Really, <laughs> like, it just yeah. made me feel sick. I felt like I was stuck in a theme park and I couldn't get mm-hmm. out. But you know, who am I to argue? Um, <laughs> so, okay, you have all been writing them in, listeners. I want to dance with somebody. Whitney Houston, hello. Mm. That was 
West Berkshire Witch. Danny had bought the Lumineers' first album. God, I remember that album. That was so good. Adam Sclair bought Toya Wilcox. Mm -hmm. Dads of London bought I Should Be So Lucky by Kylie. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, um, Madonna Erotica. Can you do you remember discovering that album? Oh, I do. But I, I discovered it late, late, late. Actually, yeah, I think I did so. as well. I think I found it in my sister's room. Yeah. Um, Joel Myers, Ace of Bass. Oh, just the unsung heroes of pop. Those two. Calathea uh, Luna, Lily Allen. All right, still. Yes, what an album. That's the album. That's why I moved over to um, the UK. Actually, no. Yeah. Hang on. All Right Still was her first album? I think so. No, actually, maybe it was the second. Uh, what was LDN was another one. But that was, yeah, that's why, that's why I moved to UK. The production on that record. Really? Because she made London yeah, yeah. look so good. I just love the sound of it. It was Mark Ronson. Yes. Um, and her, it was just amazing. But yeah, brilliant album. And so warm, you know, like it was so, so playful and clever and warm and... Um, it just made everything sound amazing. I remember the first album I bought was me and my sister agreed we would go halves on a Prince album because she wanted it and she, ever the negotiator, was like, you go 50-50 with me and we can share it. Never saw it again. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of the first one I had. It was the album with Raspberry Beret on it. It might even have been a best of. And then I, my first album I owned was Queen, the best of Queen, which I didn't want. And I was tr- literally, this is me trying to be straight early on, was... Do you not like Queen? I didn't really get it myself. And what about now? Um, massive respect for how unbelievably strange, yet massive, Freddie Mercury was and all of it, but would never put it on. Wow. What about you? I love Queen. Really? Yeah. I love how bombastic it is, and I love the melodies. I love the melodies. It's, yeah, it's like, you know, look, I don't know enough about the technical side, but, like, I think certain music from that era sort of moves over from being a song in and of itself to something that has just kind of been wallpaper and makes me feel a bit queasy, and that's nothing yeah, to right. do with the song. It's just, I'm like, I can't hear that song again. Um, what's that Aussie song, The Man Down Under or Land Down Under? I come from Yes. Have you heard that remix that's out yeah. at the moment? No. There's a new remix that I think is number one or something. What, of that song? Yeah. That's horrible. I know, because when I was in Australia, everyone was like that. All the Aussies were like, that fucking song. Yeah. But what does that song represent? Absolutely nothing to me. That is not <laughs> absolutely nothing. I don't think of that as a particularly... There was um, there's a singer called... Um, Yothu Yindi, that's like, I grew up listening to a, a lot of Yothu Yindis, an indigenous singer. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing music. Much better. That to me is, that to me, or like Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy Barnes is amazing. Even Ky, like Kylie, even though she's yes. so British, but Kylie, music like her early 80s, <gasps> like her early stuff in the, like that to me is Australia. Right, you know? really interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's Australia, yeah. yeah. More than like nationalist anthems like that. Mm. Come from a London. Yeah, no, that was never really like, it always felt weirdly American to me, that song. So it's not an Aussie know. export. It's a uh, something. We've heard it. Right. We all know it. I think it is probably an Aussie export. Yeah, it's probably massive in Australia. There. But when I when when I was growing up, so after that um, came out like a while, but while after that, I was not. I I I remember as a kid being like. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what's the best record you've ever bought, listeners? 
RTL Flum said The Kooks, uh, Inside In, Inside Out, my first album in my first car. So Freedom Music, love that. Texas White on Blonde, that was a great album, wasn't it? Camelot, OG Broadway Cast, Fruit by Marina of Marina and the Diamonds. Nouvelle Vague says Queer Lit. Uh, Bonobo Adams Clare says Madonna Like a Prayer says Sean. Um, noticing a theme. Wannabe by Spice Girls says Johnny. Great. Tommy says Frank Ocean. Blonde. Great. Don't ask me how I got hold of it. Well, obviously, Tommy, now we need to know. Um, <laughs> we need to know. What's, I mean, is there the best album you've ever bought? Record? I don't think. I couldn't say that myself. Frank Ocean Channel Orange just reminded me because it's so blonde. Frank Ocean Channel Orange is definitely one of my favorite records of all time. Yes, yes. I'd stick yeah. that. It's been a long, long time since I went and bought an album, you know, mm. ages because I, I mean, before, like as Spotify was, I didn't really have a lot of money. I was a student, didn't have a lot of money. I was moving over to the other side of the world. So I wasn't going out and buying albums. And then Spotify sort of arrived. Right. Yeah. Then it was all there. We asked you all, which is funny. Have you ever lied when someone's asked what you're listening to on your headphones? <laughs> Joseph, have you ever lied? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm a, I'm a bit of a warrior against the notion of a guilty pleasure. Me too. Mm. However, when I was thinking about it before this, because obviously I know I knew this question existed, I was like, I think I'm slightly more psychotic in the sense that I will actually change the music before I get asked the question, which makes <laughs> me just so, <laughs> so I love that fucking strange. Uh, <laughs> so no, I get that. That reminds me of like. Being on the phone when you pass like 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 groups of youths, <laughs> even though you're not talking to anybody. Yeah. Did you ever do that? Like I, tend to be on the phone. I'm a bit too paranoid and think that they would know, but I have sort of done it. I have done it, yes. Mm. But it's not something I do a lot. But like, yeah, I I'm a, such a staunch believer in no guilty pleasures, and yet, you know, like also I think also like sometimes I'll I'll lie, as in I don't really lie very often, but I would, I would say that it's like. I'll do it as like a preemptive lie. Like if, it, if it's anyone I know, I would say, because they would understand the reference and the context. Mm. But if it was someone who I don't really know, I'd be like, I can't be bothered to have a conversation about this. So I would lie, which still makes me lie. Um, Fair enough. I do understand. I've done that with books. Really? I lie about books. Yeah. But, yeah. but how? Because you're holding it. No. So like if somebody asks you what you're reading. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you don't know someone well enough to just, and you know that what they're, you know that what they're looking for is, they're looking for a, like to kick off a conversation. So there's no point being like, don't read. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, <laughs> it's like you're shutting it down. So you're just like, oh yeah, I'm reading, and then you just go, um, the French lieutenant's woman. <laughs> reading Sisterac, the book. Um, really... Wonderful example of first one. <laughs> Um, so 60% of you said you have lied when you were listening to something on your headphones. Um, oh, wow. Good on you. 40% of you obviously then said no. So but then we asked people who said yes, what, what would it, yeah. yeah. So James said, I was listening to Boyzone and was embarrassed about it. I can't remember now what song I picked to pretend to, but maybe some club tune. Good on you, James. Nothing wrong with Boyzone, as we know. <laughs> no matter what they tell you. Um, Ross said, when I worked in an office pre-COVID, I used to wear headphones a lot. I was listening to the high school musical soundtrack, but told everyone I was listening to Kings of Leon. Okay, I would have lied about that too. <laughs> also, Kings of Leon is such a good catch-all for like, absolutely fine. Yeah, solid, mate. Um, shamefully, I've also lied when asked about what podcast I was listening to. 
Oh, I don't know where this is going. I was listening to Homo sapiens, but I said I was listening to true crime because I wasn't really out at work. So I thought it was a bit of a giveaway. Thank you, Ross. We, you know, maybe Ross, what we should do is I'll just record an episode that is me singing Kings of Leon. Then if anyone asks, you can just hold out the headphone. It'll be me doing sexes on fire, maybe. Sam said, I was listening to Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra amazing tune while lifting with a teammate in college which is not a typical song to get a person motivated to lift haha <laughs> so this is weightlifting i'm assuming i said yeah. i was listening to everybody by logic i don't know that song do you no we'll have to look it up uh i, I know logic okay i know logic but i don't know that song. isn't that like a program it's a rap. Uh, <laughs> good to know i'm in touch uh i also <laughs> tend to do it with podcasts i'm listening to depending on who is asking yes sam that's called code switching and we all do it I did a playlist to run. So this is something I've lied about. Well, I haven't lied about actually. I've tried not to, but sometimes maybe I have. When I ran the marathon, I created this whole playlist to run to because I thought that would get me through. And when I ran, everything made me feel quite sick. So then the only song that had the right tempo was Coldplay, Every Teardrop is a Waterfall. And I listened to that for four hours on repeat. Well, on repeat. On repeat. Throughout the whole marathon. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then... The second time I ran the marathon, I was like, I'm not listening to Coldplay. I'll actually throw up if I have to hear that song ever again because of because I broke yeah. it. But then I listened to Whitney Houston step by step for four hours. Amazing. I feel like that's better. That, that's actually quite, that's quite clever. Yeah. It's like a meditation. Exactly. Like listening to the same song on loop. For five, that's like very, you're hacking something. You go into like a, a trance. Brain hack. Adam said, to be honest, I've done, probably done it a lot. I'm a classical musician. When I was studying at the conservatoire, I'd rock up always with headphones in, probably listening to Britney, Mariah, Whitney. <laughs> if certain people ask, I'd probably lie and be like, it's Mozart. But I also find some people can be really snobby about what good music is. And I find it a bit annoying because I feel like you just need to be as varied as life is. Absolutely. Yeah. Adam. Side note, I would definitely not do this now. And as I'm proud of my eclectic music listening as I am to be LGBTQIA, these things just take time. Yes, they do. And it's all a work in progress. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We asked, do you buy records, which we meant, do you buy vinyl? 49% of you said yes, 51% of you said no. Joseph, do you buy vinyl? I do, yeah. You do? Nice. Do you remember what you bought last? Um, maybe, actually, some Rihanna. Okay. She just put out, like, she put out her whole catalogue on, she released her whole catalogue on vinyl. Was that the only thing they could get her to do instead of doing an album? <laughs> putting out a new record, maybe. Is there anything you've got in the cupboard we can put on vinyl, even? <laughs> Let's just do it. I mean, she's got, she's got, 
an amazing catalog. I wasn't mad with that. Uh, no. Um, so you, because one of the things that brought you to prominence was a cover you did of Rihanna Diamonds, all right? Yeah, yeah. Did you and her ever speak about this? No, but, and I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently she apparently can't cover Rihanna's song unless she gives her, like, go ahead. I'm wow. So, so tech, so... I mean, yeah, I think I think she has something. Maybe she's heard it and she said, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, thought <But> you, no. <laughs> I thought you were doing a long pause because you suddenly realised the legalities around what you've done. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. oh, maybe. maybe <laughs> I I gotta, I'll be back in one second. <laughs> just hear footsteps. Um, okay, so she's heard it and she likes it. It's fucking great, that cover. It's amazing. Well, this is this is what I've been talking. But although Sia, who wrote it, tweeted at me, that was that was. Oh a, wow! That was, a, that was definitely a life highlight. Wow. Um, she's really nice. She's like a proper wonderful person, isn't she? Yeah, she's great. Mm. And I, I spent my... So I never bought any of her, her records, but I did download her entire other catalogue on LimeWire when I was when I was a teenager. Oh, good. Taking it, um, taking the industry down from the inside. <laughs> yeah. Took it off free. Listen to it to death. Amazing, oh. amazing, amazing. Her, like, if you don't know, I'm sure, like, everybody knows Sia now because of, you know, with the songs she went for other people also her massive but the unbearable stuff. pop hits the early stuff is incredible breathe incredible breathe is incredible that whole record's amazing color the small one i think is the is is, is the name of her. a really amazing record yeah she's had so many yeah. chapters that are not anything like what people now know her as like yeah. the, it was all like hand-drawn album covers with you know yeah. little I don't know. It's like she was like Laura Marling for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And suddenly wrote yeah. songs like Diamonds. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Um, yeah. I have not bought vinyl for God knows. I mean, I don't. I have. I just discovered a huge chunk of records this big, twenty centimeters for those listening. Um, <laughs> of William, my husband's mum's old records. So we're gonna get and, the, and an old player. So we're gonna get that out and have a good old listen to all that stuff. I'd be. That's so... what I was. Gonna, do you have a record player? Have yeah, I don't know if it works, but it's like this beautiful, like red pleather. You know, like that kind of leather bound thing. Yeah. Like it was obviously was for travel. A little travel um, vinyl, like a little suitcase. Yeah, I mean it's massive, oh. but I think it is meant to travel. Amazing. Yeah, and quite quite nice to just put that on and then. It's just if you have friends around, you put it on. <laughs> this is really boring logistics, but this is the way my mind works. I'm always like, but then you're trying to make drinks for them, and then you've got to change the record. And you just, I'm always like, I'll just put it back to the beginning, and then we just listen to one record on repeat. Which is great. Yeah. The way people listen, and you get to know it really intimately. Um, mm. But that is annoying, I suppose. They can make their own drinks or get one of them to change the record. This is, yeah, just that's why I just buy. That's a fun parlor game. Yeah, you're in charge of records. (laughs) You're in charge of records. I love that idea. Okay, well, we'll be having that one. (laughs) Joseph, what's next for you? I'm not sure. Um, I'm really not sure for the first time ever, which is lovely. Um, I'm probably going to, because. I've released two albums and a mini album in two years. Mm. Um, so that feels like enough of that for a moment. Um, and I want to go back and, and away and just, and just sort of write for maybe, you know, I don't think I'll release anything for myself for, for two years. Um, really? That's kind of, yeah. Um, at, at least as an organized body of work, I probably won't do anything like that for, for two years, but I would like to really, it's, it's, 
back what you started with at the beginning was write write more for other artists mm. with other artists more for other artists because I've I've done a lot of work with other songwriters other composers other musicians and that that has built my songwriting muscles in a really great way. Mm. Now I'd like to write with other artists and discover their artistry and stuff and sort of put myself to the backseat a little while. And that, that feels like the right thing to do at the moment. So, so many yeah. people do it and I imagine yeah. it's a great, less pressured way to be being creative. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, I don't, I don't, like the, the logistics of organising, of, of, of releasing an album pretty um they're not it's not my favorite bit of the job you know Mm. like it's um so if i just if i just got to write with people every day um and the great thing about writing with other artists is because there's it's it's more likely that the song is actually going to be released into the world and people are going to hear it Mm. um um, because you know when if when you write as a writer with other writers in the room and if there's no if there's no body attached i mean unless it's unless it's a song that spark something in somebody those songs can just sit in vaults for for years and years and years whereas when you write with other artists it's more of a chance that the artist has an emotional attachment to the song like you can get to that place and then yes. then it's released you know so that yeah. so that's something that i would like to to do but also learn about how other people go about their jobs and their their psychology and their emotional experience and that sort of stuff. Mm. Basically, I feel like I have a little bit of like, it's, um, it's back to school time. Oh, nice. So, yeah. yeah and top artist, dream artist to write with? Um, oh, gosh, you know, I haven't really thought about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Rihanna again, I mean, she doesn't mm. write. She doesn't write. She, she cuts songs, but I mean, I would love to get, it, there would be something really sweet and full circle about getting the song. Cut by Rihanna. That yeah. would be unbelievable. So what's cut? She just records, as in she doesn't write. She... So, she'll, so she'll record the song, yeah. Really? Yeah. So she's never written a song? She's not, a, no, she doesn't, she doesn't really write. She's a... But like, you know, that's, I mean, I think that there's something really admirable about the way she does it. She's, she's, she sells, she, she can sell a song like unlike yeah. really many other people, I think even in history, she can sell a song. Mm. Um, but she just and... curates her she's a curator yeah. exactly and often like she she doesn't even take writing credits i mean a lot of artists don't actually write songs mm. but they still ask for a writing credit um yeah you know so i think that i think that you no know, she's she's fairly honest about it and what she does and wow um, so, so so that would be incredible otherwise like like somebody like blondie i know they've got they've got an album on the way that's been coming for ages and ages and ages and i would love to write a song mm. for that i think that would be really really cool yeah one of one of the artists that I kind of grew up listening to, um, Blondie would be amazing. Debbie Harry would be amazing. Wow. Debbie Harry singing something. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, we'll see. that would be incredible. Well, make sure you send it our way when you do. When you do your um, Debbie Harry duet. Um, <laughs> and thank you so much. You My have pleasure. been wonderful. This was such a delight. And me. thank you for all the incredible music. And can't wait to see what happens next. Bit sad, I've got to wait two years. But um, <laughs> anyone listening who has not heard joseph's album go and look it up on whatever platform you choose any preferred platform joseph mm, yes let's say itunes or title itunes or amazon or title or youtube or amazon or youtube <laughs> spotify <laughs> notable by its absence <laughs> uh, now now then what about next week well we're taking on religion listeners we're doing an easter special because i want to know what religion well religion when i say religion i'm referring specifically to christianity what does it mean for queer people because 
We've got a checkered past, to say the least. So we're going to be speaking to an amazing man called Reverend G Day. He is the founding pastor of House of Rainbow, which is an organisation that has been set up to bridge the gap between religion and LGBTQ plus people. Very exciting, no? So tune in. He's really funny. He's really inspiring, is what he is. And let's see if he can talk this atheist out of my ways. So get in touch about all things Joseph, all things god all things everything on instagram at homo sapiens podcast no it's just called at homo sapiens only done this 400 times facebook is at homo sapiens podcast there we go tell me your agony uncles let me solve your problems well have a go at least they're always anonymous email your comments your questions your agony uncles do hello at the homo sapiens podcast.com joseph thank you so much thank you this has been a delight okay everybody pack up your books lesson complete bye love you 